Ultimate's back. Yep, get used to that. We're going to say that every time. Um, <laughs> welcome to Tangle Talk with Team Awesome. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about goodbye and goodwill. But before we get started, I would like to let everybody know that this is the last podcast that we will have before Kelsey is a married woman. So yes! if y'all want to go over to her blog and like God. congratulate her on her upcoming nuptials, do the thing. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm emotionally unstable this week. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean... Good thing we had a funny episode this week. Oh. <laughs> her cute pictures of Eugene to make her feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send her lots yes. of cute pictures of Eugene. Send her lots of cute new dream pictures and just tell her how great she is because she deserves it. Oh, thank you. Okay, so before we get started on the actual episode, I want to talk about the shorts because we have gotten two shorts so far. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, even though we've only gotten two so far, I can't even really quantify it, but I feel like this season's shorts are better than the first season's shorts. Oh, they're so good. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's like they just have more complex plots for the time allotted, Mm -hmm. but like, or maybe it's because they involve more characters more completely because like Mm -hmm. it felt like a lot of the first season ones were like, yeah, other characters were in them, but it was really from one person's point of view exclusively. But, like, you start off with Nightbite, and you've already got this thing that is a duality between Rapunzel and Maximus. And I laughed so freaking hard watching that. <laughs> not expecting it to be that funny. And, like, dang, was that funny. And just, I don't know. They're being harassed by mosquitoes, which is so relatable, you know? Yes. And, and, and they've got a chameleon with them, which can solve the problem. And it's just, and then Eugene sleeping like Eugene, and that's just amazing. And... God. So, so and then Hiccup Fever, which was like freaking adorable, also. That was and just my as favorite complex, one. See, that's the only thing is that that wasn't one sided either. That was also more complex because, mm-hmm. sure, it's like all about Rapunzel's problem, but like literally everybody gets involved in yes. trying to solve this problem for her. And also, the freaking adorable faces she makes every time she hiccups is just <laughs> like to die for. That's amazing. It's yeah. so cute. God, I love it. And as you pointed out, they, they kept the continuity with Pete being afraid of mimes. Yes. yes! I love it. That's such a minor little thing. And that was, like, that was mentioned, like, way back at the beginning mm-hmm. of season one, that Pete's afraid of mimes. And it's never come up again. And then they're like, oh, by the way, remember how we said Pete was afraid of mimes? He's still afraid of mimes. And it's, so like, the funniest part of the Pete. whole short. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it was so unexpected and delightful. And it's just like, dang, this is great. You know, I can't wait to see what else they're going to do. I know we have that one where she's supposed to give Eugene a haircut and dang it, I want it. <laughs> like, I want that one so bad. I mean, I mean, uh, to be fair, it's Oh, quite my God. Like, I know that they can't, like, they don't produce absolutely everything that they produce. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that there's, like, at least one short out there floating around that never got finished. Like, it got to storyboards. It got to all the voices are in. But, like, they never actually animated it. So, mm-hmm. I... Really hope that's not the same with the haircut one because I really want to see that one. Yeah. Don't take uh, it away from uh, us. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. So the shorts, they're great. I can't wait to see what they have for us this week. And like on a slight tangent, I really don't know why they're not actually advertising this show. Like they're not even giving us previews oh, of the it's next so episode. weird. Nothing. And, like, Every week somebody asks me, they're like, so is there a preview for the next episode? I'm like, nope, sorry. 
can't help you. you so, know? so here's where I'm at with this. They did that for, well, I mean, they, they did previews for Beyond the Corona Walls, but it was really, like, vague, and it was just stuff mm-hmm. from the beginning. And I kind of appreciate that now, knowing what was going to happen, because we had no freaking idea what was going to happen well, in see, that one. That's the thing. Here's the thing. They weren't actually for Beyond the Corona Walls. They were yeah. for season two, and there are yep. clips from those things that we haven't seen yet that all look like they're going to show up in Force of No Return. Yeah. Because it's oh, all, yeah. like random ass shit attacking them in the woods, you know? So like, I'm pretty sure we're going to see all that stuff like this week. Um, From like yeah, a marketing so- perspective, I just, I don't understand why they're not previewing what's coming out. They're doing that for every single other show on that channel right now. Right? Except yeah. Tangled. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It. I don't understand. I don't know what I your game plan is here. And here's the really weird thing is that like, after we got our confirmation that they were going to make season three, which, you know, I was pretty dang sure anyway, but once they actively announced it, I was like, oh, great. So now we'll actually start hearing about Tangled again. But no, not a no. freaking mm-hmm. word. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know. I don't even know what's up with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so now that we've got that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so on to this week's episode, Goodbye and Goodwill. The story is by Ricky Roxburgh, and it was written by Dave Schiff. And I want to point this out because I actually asked Ricky about this because I was just a little bit confused. I'm like, Ricky, how can the story be by you if it was written by somebody mm-hmm. else? What's the, what's the difference? And so a little bit of information for everybody out there. This means that Ricky came up with the premise. He wrote like a four to five page outline on here's what this story is going to be about. But Dave wrote the actual script. He wrote the actions. He filled in all the blanks. He's the one who made it come to life. That's the difference between story by and written by. So cool. Cool. And it was directed by Steven Sandoval, whom I, he's now working on the owl house. And so uh, we'll see some stuff for his from season two. And I don't know if he worked at all on season three, but I know that he moved to the owl house. So I, every, anything we see from him, I'm going to be thrilled to, to experience because mm-hmm. I love Steven's work. Yeah. Um, for yeah. people who don't know in tangled before ever after Steven makes a cameo as the fire breather on the day that Rapunzel was not allowed to enjoy anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was interesting because when I read the description for this episode, my initial impression was, oh, so this is Rapunzel's enemy meets Challenge of the Brave. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't wrong. And I'm just like, okay, no. now take that, throw in a dash of Cassandra v. Eugene, mm-hmm. and then, you know, throw in a little bit of extra, extra, like Lance's amazingness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's just, and it's just, it's like, and. Uh, oddly enough, it somehow, despite, I don't want to say it rehashed those episodes because it didn't rehash them, mm-hmm. but while teaching us very similar lessons, I felt like this one actually told those stories better. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sandra V. Eugene, that was told amazingly. Yeah. But, uh, but the Rapunzel Enemy and Challenge of the Brave, and as anybody who's been following my blog since season one knows, <laughs> as anybody who knows any of the three of us knows, <laughs> Challenge of the Brave made me so mad at Cassandra. Like, I love the episode, but I spit, like, even now when I watch it, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, you know? Mm -hmm. She's like, like, her lack of apologizing at the end really always irritated the hell out of me. And And then it it 
got redeemed in this episode because exactly. she like legitimately apologized, and I was yeah. like, I'm so proud of you, character girl. It wasn't even like all the way at the end of the episode. It was in the middle of the climax. She's like, you know, by the way, I'm kind of not being very nice this episode. So like, sorry about that. And I love that it not only shows Cassandra's development as a character, but it just shows how she has like how Rapunzel's influenced her. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Major Abby made a point that when you look at Cassandra versus the captain through all of season one, you can really see how the captain has influenced Cassandra's life and how their personal personalities are actually very similar. Yeah. Um, because they're both stoic is not the right word, but they're both very blunt. They have short tempers. They don't express their emotions very well. And mm-hmm. they show through action rather than by talking about it. And so honestly, you know, with a more mature perspective, when I go back and look at Challenge of the Brave, I can acknowledge that Cassandra accepting defeat and admitting Rapunzel was the champion was her way of apologizing. Also, asking for a hug was her way of apologizing. Yeah. But that didn't sit well with me because Rapunzel is not the sort of person. I mean, she needs the sort of like verbal validation because mm-hmm. look at how she was freaking raised, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like. Ah, so it always it always really bothered me. And so the fact that not only did Cassandra apologize, she apologized first, mm-hmm. you know? It's like that goes that I mean honestly, her doing that makes up for Challenge of the Brave. And it's just mm-hmm. like oh, I I am less mad at like, you about Challenge of the Brave because of this. <laughs> so it's funny because in Challenge of the Brave, I'm like rooting against Cass, and then in Goodbye and Goodwill, I was almost rooting for Cass. I'm like, actually, Blondie, you're being a little irrational right now. Yeah, like, yeah, just leave her be. More in the right in, yeah. in this episode, and I really, I, I enjoyed that actually. I mean, okay, yeah. I am living for Rapunzel having flaws. Yes. Like, Yes. Like she is all over the place. She's experiencing new emotions. She's experiencing new situations. And she's not going to react well to absolutely everything mm-hmm. because she's, even when she was in Corona, she was still being sheltered. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's like no matter what she did, the guards were following her around and protecting her from every little stupid ass thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like she's out in the world where the only people protecting her are her friends and herself and her mm-hmm. own sensibilities, but her sensibilities are not honed very well yet. No. <laughs> I keep saying Rapunzel is off her rocker in season two, and I'm living for it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's great. I love seeing this aspect of her. I loved in Beyond the Corona Walls. I loved seeing her petty and jealous because yes. she has probably ever been truly jealous in her life, and she no. has no idea how to handle it. Yeah. And then you've got this where it's like, yes, in Rapunzel's Enemy, she learned that not everyone has to like you, but she probably never expected to find a town where pretty much no one liked her. Well, and And I was thinking about that today when I was watching that a little bit ago, when she's like, don't worry, I got booed at the last one. Like, she was so beat up about being booed before, and now she's like, ah, somebody booed me. I don't care. I'm like, that's character development right there, girl. (laughs) You're good. Also, nothing, uh, something else that I noticed in that exact same vein is that in um, Hiccup Fever, Monty actually tries to help her get rid of her hiccups. Mm-hmm. So this goes to show that they're not actually enemies and they're not even frenemies anymore. They're actually like, no, we can work together, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, I think almost that like the rivalry is like 
more friendly than not. Like, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, no, we're playing a game, a game where we hate each other, but yeah. it's not real, you know? And <laughs> so, so she has come to this point where she's like, yeah, no, I could totally, like, being boob doesn't bother me anymore because everybody doesn't have to like me. But the town appreciated what she did to help them, mm -hmm. but they don't like her personality and they yeah. find her great. And I think that's fantastic. And it goes back to what Lance says in Beyond the Corona Wall. It's like, oh yeah, she's not annoying. We prefer, what was it that he said she was? Irrepressible. We Irrepressible. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing I love about that is that he says that with such like sincerity. He mm -hmm. absolutely means that he does not find her annoying mm -hmm. but you could also see how he could easily see how other people might yeah mm -hmm. and so that is that's really kind of interesting and it makes you wonder how else this is going to proceed throughout this season like how many more places are they going to find mm -hmm. that don't really get along with her personality you know and i'm looking forward to that because it's going to allow her to grow as a person i was like i wonder if we'll go to a place where like it's the complete opposite of this where they're like all over her and they love the crap out of her. And she's like, okay, okay. I get it now. She's like, back mm -hmm. off. <laughs> We're like, they love her too much. Yeah. She's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, let's see. And so also this episode, we got another, a couple other really great callbacks to the movie and the super duper obvious one is of course, you know, when Max spits the dish towel at Eugene um, I still wondered why Eugene was doing dishes in gloves, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's totally, it totally meant a reason. I understand that it would probably cost too much to make him take his gloves off. But I'm like, is he wiping off his gloves? Even though so, yeah, he's drying off the gloves because he clearly did his dishes in his gloved hands. <laughs> But it's not sanitary, Eugene. Honestly, no, but honestly, like, I'm also <laughs> loving showing that he's just doing housework. And yes. it's just like, um, this is a little bit off the topic, but in like Amy Meberson's um, princess comics, the Disney princess comics, there's this one issue this, where Rapunzel and Eugene are both in the kitchen and Eugene's just helping her peel apples so she can make apple pie. Oh, and, that aww. one is so cute. I live for him being domestic. Like, yes. yes. Like, so him doing dishes, I'm like, oh, man, no, but Eugene's doing dishes, and that's freaking adorable, man. <laughs> it's like those little things we're all freaking out about. We're like, oh, my God, they're doing know, dishes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 2011 then, me never thought I'd see him doing dishes or housework or cooking. <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> but, like, similarly, another one that has gotten, I mean, I, I might be, off on this but it definitely rang true to me when Rapunzel was looking for Cassandra in her tent and she was looking at all the weapons and she got startled by the mask on the wall and then got startled by Cassandra behind her that mm -hmm. really gave me Mother Knows Best vibes mm -hmm. yeah. where it's just it kind of goes to show that Rapunzel is still kind of easily creeped out if the mood is set to be spooky she will mm -hmm. absolutely be spooked out by it <laughs> and I think that's adorable it also goes to show that, like, they're not completely ignoring her personality from the movie and not ignoring who she was the first 18 years of her life. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's not afraid of, you know, bunnies and gophers jumping out of bushes. <laughs> she's but... growing up. She's growing up. <laughs> Speaking of gophers jumping out of bushes. Oh, my, my... God. 
Okay, first of all, Lance and Hookfoot just sort of palling around is, is awesome. I love oh, yeah. I mean I love how basically they're building this dynamic between the, the characters in the caravan to be like, no, these people are all genuinely friends. And I, I can easily imagine maybe sometime down the road there's gonna be a little bit of road fever and mm -hmm. they'll be arguing because they just like they're they've been on this road trip for like six months and they're tired of it. But um but when yeah, they no, first really, when they first talked about going, um, you know, we knew that they were going to go out. Hookfoot was not the one I thought was going to come along. <laughs> so I was yeah. kind of surprised at first, but I really like the dynamic that he's added to it. Well, like, I, I like it. I guess, I guess that Hookfoot was going to come because we do have that episode coming up, the Brothers Hook. Yeah. That we saw that little script for him. Like, so Hookfoot has to be there for this to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm so actually looking forward to that kind of a lot, having like actually having Hookhand in it again, and yes. I'm looking forward to genuine sibling rivalry because that's what I expect is going to happen in yes. that episode. I think we're oh, going to get yeah. rivalry. We're going to get like the dancer versus the pianist, and who's the better performer? And then in the end, they're all going to work it out, and they're going to be able to perform together, and it's going to be great. But like. I really hope we get some actual sibling rivalry in that episode because we don't have any actual siblings in this series so far other than them. And yep. so it's like, that's, that's awesome. And I'm looking forward to that. But, um, but yeah, also like, okay, so back to the, the gopher thing and Lance <laughs> and Lance absolutely 100% stealing the show every time he's on screen. Yeah. Like what is with that man? He is so fantastic. Like, <laughs> He's I, literally I, the best new character. Like, like, yeah. Ham one hundred percent best. And like I am one hundred percent down for just like him having this bigger role is so great because it's like we actually were getting more time with him and mm -hmm. while I and you guys have loved him from the beginning. It's really great to actually see other people starting to love Lance the way mm -hmm. that I do. Yes. So, yeah, him having this bigger role is just, I mean, I love it. I love seeing everybody else start to really, really appreciate him the way that I have been appreciating him mm -hmm. from the first moment he was on screen. And just, I mean, I love Lance so much, and I can't wait till we get more with him, because, like, we know he's got the duet with Eugene coming. Oh. And... Oh Pretty dang sure we could get Eugene backstory. We're also getting Lance backstory because Yay. Back, so I mean, yeah, so I'm really, really, really crazy excited for that. And he's just so much freaking fun. Mm -hmm. And this is going to move me on to our next point of Eugene and his trying <laughs> to be witty and clever the way that Rapunzel is witty and clever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they actually use the concept of the get along cuffs. Yes. <laughs> He's like, this is payback. He's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I am so clever and I came up with this idea all by myself. <laughs> I'm a genius. My favorite part is when he's like creeping up and you only see like half of his face and he's like, hey. <laughs> 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 that was so good. <laughs> Plan. Oh my gosh, I cannot. That is just, that's awesome. I love it so much. Like, what does he call himself? He, he calls himself a unique and artistic devil. Is that what he said? My I gosh. think so. Unique and artistic <laughs> devil. Like, oh, speaking of artistic, can we talk about him drawing? Yes. First of all, 
First of all, it has been like fanon since day one that Eugene cannot draw to save his life. Yep. But this episode not only confirms that, but takes a step further that he draws anyway. And he does things like perspective. And and it's like so sure he can't draw but he enjoys it and like oh he tried his best I, like i just imagine him on the floor of the caravan with parchment and crayons kicking his feet in the air and sticking his little tongue out while he's drawing this picture doesn't know what a gopher is i'll show them what a gopher is just like you like just I lose it's so freaking funny just the idea of him drawing this picture and then proudly handing it to them and then they didn't question it no like, <laughs> he gives this picture to Lance and Lance is like oh okay we'll look for that it's like how long have you known this guy and not a single person was like that's what a gopher looks like huh also you two grown men have never seen a gopher that's I can't even <laughs> like Hilarious. that was so great my favorite part was how he like it wasn't that he just drew it he like took the time to color it in he added a sun the bushes were a different green than the trees like he took his damn time on this and i'm really proud of him (laughs) oh my god i want i want them to have him actually draw rapunzel i want oh my god and he'll show it to her her and she'll be like, aww, let's see. <laughs> We'd all be dead. She'll have <laughs> she'll be so proud of him. Oh my oh god. Yeah, god. No, of course. But it's just it's just like a little stick figure and then it's just a bunch of yellow just all <laughs> over. Yellow all over the place. A river it, of yellow. It'd be aww. so great. Oh my It'll god. probably look better than the fake Giovanni's oh, yeah. painting. I would I imagine. Yeah. He'll put some work into this one. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> But man, back to Lance and that gopher, the fact that he named the Sneeze Weasel Snoozy and then insisted that everybody call the Sneeze Weasel Snoozy. He's (laughs) hanging off a cliff, clinging for dear life, and he's like, no, it's got a name, call it by its name, I named it. (laughs) I missed that the first time, and I watched it again, and I was like, oh my god, did Lance just say that? I was cracking up. (laughs) In the face of death, he wants to make sure everybody knows his name. (laughs) I can appreciate that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's so great. And oh my gosh, and him dismissing the real gopher as being too fancy. <laughs> like, his yes. word fancy gives me so much life. Like, that is his buzzword, and he uses it for everything, and it's just great. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to see what all he's going to call fancy through the course of the series. Like, I need to make a gift set of that, I swear. Yes. So amazing. Yes. And now that he has said fancy again, Eugene needs to speak a foreign word again because, oh, like, yes. it's been a while, man. Whip out that vocabulary. Oh my gosh, we should make tangled episode bingo, you guys. Yes. <laughs> that would yeah. be so fun. Like, fun. does does Lance say fancy? Does Eugene <laughs> speak in a different language? Does, does New Dream kiss? <laughs> does Cassandra threaten someone's life? <laughs> Does Cassandra, does Cassandra threaten someone's life with a smile? Yes. <laughs> she was so excited with how many people she hurt. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. It was actually really cute. Like, <laughs> honestly, Rapunzel did not understand the appeal, but, like, she was having so much fun, and they were having so much fun, and, like, 
the fact that she like hurt 23 people and forced them all to sign up for the competition like oh my gosh that was just the cutest thing and she's just all excited about getting into fist fights and crap like that and it's <laughs> see that's another thing is that cassandra's also getting to cut loose now because now she is just Rapunzel's protector and she's not the lady waiting anymore and she can be herself also. And that's like crazy important. Like while they're on the other side of the Corona wall, they are all being just straight up themselves. And yeah. we're seeing that in so many little ways. Like, so inside Corona, Lance is like getting a job and he's trying to stop stealing. Outside of Corona, he's like, no, I'm an actor, man. Like, <laughs> look at me act. This is amazing, and I'm gonna get myself a pet something or another, and I'm gonna name it something, and it's gonna be fancy. And <laughs> live your dreams, Lance. Live yes. your dreams. Like, uh, yeah. And so I can't wait to see more with Hookfoot and dancing because, like, we know he wants to dance, and we saw how impressed he was with Lance's dancing skills. So I can't wait to see him actually start dancing. Like, yes. Give it to me, like, and is and is is Shorty going to become something amazing, or is he just going to continue to be like complete one hundred percent drunken comic relief, which is <laughs> great. Like, like, don't get me he wrong. He already became something amazing because he changed from a sneeze weasel to a human. Eugene was like, "Oh, that's better." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Eugene could not handle the idea of Shorty being like with it. He's like. You actually know what's going on? Oh, mm. you don't know what's going on. Fabulous. <laughs> oh, man. I'm also looking forward to more with Fidella. Like, I know that more is going to happen with Fidella because, like, in the opening credits um, stuff in the journal, Rapunzel straight up writes in the journal that Max has a crush on Fidella. So that's coming up. That's something yeah. that's going to come about. Because oh, good. It was mentioned in, you know, season one, popped up once or twice, you know, mentioned in Beyond the Corona, not Beyond the Corona Walls, haha. Mentioned in Forever After, and then it came up in his nightmare. But, like, oh, and he was making eyes at her during Pascal's story while they were waiting outside the Mm -hmm. tower. Mm -hmm. But, like, now that it's written in the journal, we know that they're actually going to focus on it at some point. And, honestly, I kind of love that Fidella is, like, almost just a horse. Like... She has a little bit more personality than a standard horse, but she is so stoic that you wouldn't really know it, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, she's practically just a horse while Max is like, no, I'm just like horse, watchman, bloodhound, dog yep. thing. And Fidel's like, whatever, bro. You, know? like, you do you. I'm going to eat these apples. You know, I'm going to pull the caravan. But... <laughs> I mean, because, like, you look at how often Max comes to help them out doing stuff, and Fidel is just watching the caravan because she's a horse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought that in Beyond the Corona Walls, I'm like, where's Fidella? She could be helping. I'm like, right? well, someone's got to watch the caravan, I guess. Someone has to watch the caravan. <laughs> we can't just leave it without a guard. She'll do it. But yeah, I think I think Fidella's low key a badass. Like she's gonna oh, save yeah, the day yeah, one of these days. Absolutely, like I'm absolutely there for that. She's like, cause isn't she the one who grabbed Cassandra when she was falling off the aqueduct? Like, yes, in, I think so. Yeah, so like she's yeah. there, and she like she like she's the one who gave her Punzel the nose up onto the wall in the first place, and so mm-hmm. we know she has it in her. She's just stoic. You know, (laughs) and so like she's going to be this unleashed badass horse at some point. She's enjoying her vacation. (laughs) And Max is going to be like even more in love with her after that. Like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be amazing. 
Um, yeah, so another thing that I actually really loved is that um, Quaid brought out the bees again. Yes. I like how that wasn't just like a one-time gag. It's like, mm-hmm. no, he is clearly this beekeeper, and that's like part of his character. And on top of that, him in the pictures of the bee beard lady is like... It's probably just meant to be a side gag, but I'd really like to know more about their relationship. Like, yeah, honestly, that's just, that's great. I love it. And it's just, it makes me very, very happy. And it's dumb that it makes me happy. And another thing I realized is that some people were complaining about why are they spending three episodes in Varderos? And I was thinking (laughs) about that. And I came to the realization, part of the reason why they're spending so much time is because they have to really set some things up. For example, they need to show Rapunzel and the group making an impact on the city. It mm-hmm. can't be a one-shot and then we assume that everything is hunky-dory. It's actually, you know, she's going everywhere they go, they're going to make some sort of an impact in one mm-hmm. way or another. And so they want to show us that. And in this particular place, sure, first they like free them from the tyranny of the Baron, but that left them without a government. Mm-hmm. And so then they had to bring the government back in, but then they had to show that that government was going to stay in place as they moved on. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the point of them staying there for three episodes was to set up Quaid as, you know, the leadership and set up Vex as the deputy so yeah. that they could show not only the group's impact, but also show that everything is going to be okay in Varneros after they leave. And they're not just, you know fixing one problem and, and creating another in the process. Mm-hmm. And so, cause that's like season two feels a lot like it's going to be, you know, people's past, but also fixing things. And, mm-hmm. and so like they need to like set up this ongoing theme. And that's what I feel like is the point of them staying there for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, plus and it's her so, first place outside of Corona. Like it's a, yeah, it's a big like, deal to her. Yeah. yeah. Her first, city like she was saying she was so excited to get there and you know sure they're not leaving it in the same state that eugene and lance and hookfoot remember it you know as being the city of fun and games Mm -hmm. but they are leaving it a better place than when they arrived Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean i you get the impression with rapunzel and you know this about this girl that she that's what she wants to do with the world is she wants to leave the world a better place than when she arrived Mm -hmm. and Cleaning up the rocks is going to help that because dang the destruction of the rocks, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like the way that they tore Corona apart. Sure. Right now they're just, they're everywhere. And like, I can't wait to see more towns that have been kind of destroyed by this mm-hmm. and seeing the impact that's going to have on her when she realizes that these rocks have been coming for her this whole time. And they've destroyed so much more than just her hometown. Walk yeah. And so like, like Chris said, he wanted her to be wearing that black vest because he wanted the overall impression to be that her world is getting darker. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really looking forward to that darker sense that we're going to be getting throughout yes. this season into the next. I mean, they're heading to the freaking dark kingdom, yeah. you know? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. For the Dark Kingdom. Yeah, oh, yeah. me too. Everyone knows why. Yeah. Everyone knows why. <laughs> Everyone knows. For the Dark Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, so, I mean, and 
I find it very funny that like when we know absolutely nothing, it's hard to speculate. But when mm-hmm. we know a very teeny tiny little bit, the speculations just fly. Yes. Like, yeah. It's just it's so. Yeah, that's really cool. It's like all I need is like a drop of information for my brain yep. to start working. When I have no information, I'm like, I don't know. The world's an open book. I got no idea what's coming. They're like, well, yep. here's like two paragraphs. I'm like, okay, I can start. I can start extrapolating stuff because of those two paragraphs. <laughs> um, you know what? Okay, this has to do actually with last week's episode, and I realized that I think either earlier today or last night. But one thing I thought was pretty important and makes a difference and nobody picked up on or at least didn't say anything about. Yeah. After they ran Anthony the Weasel out of town, the first thing Rapunzel does is tear down that canopy and she literally lets the sun into Varderos. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Rapunzel is going to be going around letting the sun into places by being there. And oh, like... Yeah. So, like, I'm like, oh, that's, like, a thing, and I love it. And, like, so this is super freaking cool. And, like, you can you – can, here's the thing about season two. You can feel the epic in season two. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I it last week, but, like, it's still true. You can just – you sense it tingling just under the surface, and you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh. It's coming. Oh, cool. This is going to go awesome. And so next week, as we head into the Forest of No Return, it's like – they're actually going into, like, an enchanted forest. Mm-hmm. And, like, how freaking cool is that? Mm-hmm. Like, Plus, Adira is there. So, yay! Yay! <laughs> for Adira. I'm so excited for Adira. So <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, you guys. Remember how Lance was, like, tall, beautiful lady? Oh They're actually going to get to, like, meet, talk now. Aren't oh, they? My oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. going to actually get to talk to Adira like he never talked to Varian? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still so salty about that. I'm like, how many episodes did you guys share and you never spoke? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks me up. I mean, it's like, if I know Varian, you don't know Varian. You've never met Varian. You know nothing about Varian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'm actually looking forward to Lance meeting her while he's completely within his right mind, unless they, like, make a running gag out of him never being in his right mind when she's around. Oh, that, that would, would be, be really funny, too. <laughs> that would be super-duper interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, see, it's interesting when you look at the lore of the Tangled Universe, because you have in the movie, you've got the, the sun drop lily, and... By Eugene's reaction to Rapunzel's hair, you get the impression that he did not actually believe in magic before Mm -hmm. he saw it working on her. Which leaves you feeling like magic in the Tangled universe is actually a little bit scarce, at least. It's not, Mm -hmm. like, absolutely everywhere. It's like, you don't have, like, the palace magician the way you do in Sophia the First. (laughs) And, like, you don't have, like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, this... One guy that everybody knows does magic. In fact, the one guy everybody knows does magic is like, no, it's alchemy. It's not magic. Thank you. So (laughs) it's like, so yeah, magic itself, it seems a little bit rare in Mm -hmm. this universe. And so the fact that they're entering into an enchanted forest is like, I'm really excited about that. And like, when you get Serafina's description, all I'm getting out of that is she comes across to me as some sort of a magical creature that Mm -hmm. she's not human and so I'm really excited to see more magic introduced but in ways that we're not really expecting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know 
So it's like, I just, I don't know, it's it's super cool. Like, dude, season two, man. This is so it's going to be so good. We have no yeah. idea what's coming, and I know exactly. it's just going to knock us on the ground, and it's going to be That's so exactly. good. No idea what's coming. We have, you know, the vague description through the end of July, and beyond that, we don't even no. know. We don't even know if we're getting episodes in August yet, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and honestly, if we don't, we will have gotten six episodes in a row. And I'm like, I can, yeah. I can deal with it. You know, it would not surprise me if they went on hiatus after six episodes because yeah. that's very yeah. much their mo. So, um, good. So That'll yeah, give well, me more time to watch Beyond the Corona Walls again. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I love that damn episode. <laughs> it's my favorite. Well, I am not like. I hope nobody is under the impression that I know for a fact that there's not going to be anything in August. But, like, if there's not, it sure as heck won't surprise me. Not yeah, in the slightest. So. Considering what last season was like, yeah, yeah I wouldn't put it past them. And maybe what they're going to do with the advertising is maybe they'll only bring out advertisements when, like, the new episodes are coming. And then, like, they'll go on hiatus and we won't get any, like, trailers for specific episodes. But then when the hiatus is about to end, it's like, oh, by the way, we're almost back. So Mm -hmm. who even knows what they're thinking? Like, I liked that. I liked that we found out about season two, like, two weeks before it was coming out. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like we had to wait four months for it. Like, we were waiting four months for it, but it's different when you know that it's coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. as Paul, as we were waiting for it, that was what we were saying. We're like, look, I'm not saying start broadcasting it tomorrow. I'm saying tell us when you're going to start broadcasting it. Give us so a we date, know please. What we're waiting for. We know how much longer we have to wait, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, it was yeah. great because they were just like, oh, PS season two and also season yeah. three. And we were like, ha! <laughs> we're getting it all <laughs> and then they're like oh by the way you got two weeks and we're like what <laughs> oh by the way she's his ex-fiance not just his ex-girlfriend oh my God. so like man in those they just started like hammering us with the new stuff and like they were really good at winding us up super tight in a two-week span they're just yeah. like by the way by the way also on top of that and by the way <laughs> so I mean honestly now that I think about it it would not surprise me if that was what they're gonna do is yeah. that after every hiatus they're like oh by the way we're coming back you know yeah so. and here's some crazy little drop of information and we'll see you in two months it's like wait wait, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> seriously so wait 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 come back <laughs> <laughs> but okay so, yeah but yeah so honestly because it's such a crazy ass idea i am absolutely still hoping for bird variant like <laughs> yes this is my so legacy much, I can't even describe how much i love it it's uh. like it's not like it's nothing i would have come up with myself or if i would have come up with it myself i wouldn't like it as much as i do coming from somebody else like yeah. i'm just like nope that's just so out there that like it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest yep so here's hoping for bird marion yes because everybody is like trying to figure out what kind of birds people would be what kind of bird would marion be like <laughs> i want to say like a sparrow because he's kind of nondescript yeah. except for that streak so maybe he'd be something with just a blue head <laughs> that'd be kind of cool know. I don't know. See, I'm honestly with the birds. I'm I'm kind of anticipating them making up birds that look like the characters. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Speaking of the birds, that was a piece of magic 
like I didn't expect to happen. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay. Birds. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Turning them into animals. There's a piece of magic I never expected to show up in a Tangled Universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. Right now, I'm like specifically picturing Eugene as like a blue jay, you know, with a dark brown head and a mm-hmm. and, and that that a body the same color as his, his doublet jacket thing going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe and they get his X-Men nose wrong. Day. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Blue Jay because Blue Jays are thieves and he's not a thief anymore, so he's an ex Blue Jay instead of a Blue Jay. I don't know. Yeah, so like, I like it's hard for me to even speculate about birds too much, but like that one, that that one definitely has me scratching my head. I'm like, how are how are they gonna pull off the birds? I'm so sad. I'm not gonna be able to like be on that one podcast. That one. yes, I'm <laughs> so sad. I'll, I'll just edit in my own thoughts. <laughs> be like, let me pause here. Yes, just so everybody knows what we're talking about, because the Freebird episode comes out the week after she gets married, that is when she's going to be on her honeymoon. So we're going to be Kelsey-less for that podcast. Oh, uh, that's okay. I'll be on a yeah. cruise ship. Bye. She'll be waiting at a cruise ship, so. It's okay. I still have to edit the damn thing, so I'll be there in spirit. She'll be there in spirit. Yep. <laughs> But we are going to try and get a guest on that episode. So yes. get hyped, people. Yeah. We're going to try to get a guest for that episode. So, so yeah, yep. be, be excited for be a fun. guest speaker. And Ooh. then we'll have, we'll have Kelsey back for Vigor the... Yes! Which is great! The episode we've all been waiting for. Yes, yes. we'll have Kelsey back for Vigor the Visionary, which is going to be a very special episode to all of us Tangled Grannies. Yep. Yes. So this actually feels like we're about wrapping up this episode... I want to remind everybody that we are accepting suggestions. We actually have a little file off to the side that um, we're keeping with everybody's suggestions. We won't necessarily for certain go over anything that people suggest, but we will definitely take it down. We'll look at it. We'll discuss it. We'll take it into consideration. Yep. Um, If you are interested in being a guest speaker, let us know and we will put you on the list because we have a list for that too. Mm -hmm. Um, and until next time, have fun, guys. Um, thanks for listening and enjoy watching Tangled on Sunday. <laughs>